Let us hear a word from the Lord today. I'm going to read chapter 32 of Deuteronomy, verses 1 through 7. It's interesting that I can't hear anything, and the first words of chapter 32 are, Give ear. Give ear, O heavens, and let me speak. God's going to speak. God's going to speak to you through his word if we will hear and if we will listen. Give ear, O heavens, and let me speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as the droplets on the fresh grass, and as the showers on the herb. For I proclaim the name of the Lord. Ascribe greatness to our God. The rock. God is our rock. His work is perfect. God is right all the time in the right and seeing to it that the right gets done. The rock is teleos in the Greek. Perfect. For all his ways are just, a God of faithfulness and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. They have acted corruptly toward him, they are not his children because of their defect, but a perverse and a crooked generation. That includes me. That includes you, dads, families, all of us. Do you thus repay the Lord, he asked, or foolish and unwise people? Is not he your father? Is the God who made you your heavenly father? Is he not your father who has bought you? We have been bought and purchased and paid for by the blood sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ when he died upon that cross. Do you thus repay the Lord, O foolish and unwise people? Is not he your father who has bought you? He has made you and established you. You have all that you have because God has blessed you. And then concluding in verse 7, Look back sometimes in the days of old. I always got real tired of my daddy talking about the good old days that never were really good. But they were what we remember the best. But there comes a time, and today's a great opportunity, to look back and remember the days of old. Consider the years of all generations. I've come to learn that these precious children we dedicated come from a multi-generational families. We all do. We have ancestors that knew the Lord. We have grandparents, great-great-great-great-grandparents that walked with the Lord, and many who did not. And if you're like the family, that's very typical, like my family. Um, Some walked in prayer with the Lord faithfully, and many did not. And tragically, 
that's the story of all our families. So ask your dad, ask your father, and he'll tell you, he will inform you, your elders, and they will tell you. I want to challenge men today. Number one, let's put her on the board, brother. All right. I want to challenge fathers today. Simply, number one, dads, be cautious. I have no prescription for raising children and family for you. But as you leave with your families and go out that door today in the parking lot and do whatever you're going to do with your families today, be cautious. Be cautious. Be cautious, number one. Worship not the prosperity around you. Worship not the prosperity around you. Be cautious. Whatever prosperity there is out there in the world is passing away. And all of it someday will go away. The psalmist says how easy it is for us to make things of this world our God. The little G type God. It's, it's so quick. It happens so quick. I've done it myself. I'm as guilty as anybody in this room today. And it embarrasses me to confess that I made the rank of colonel sometimes more important than my Savior and my Lord Jesus Christ, even my children, my two boys, James and Daniel. This happens so easily, and the psalmist says, be cautious because our idols like silver and gold are just the work of our hands. It's just what we make. Um, <clears throat> they have mouths, but they don't speak. They have eyes, but they don't hear. See, they have ears, but they don't hear. I get that now. <laughs> I get that now. Those who make them, listen, those who make these things become like the things we make our little G God. And so do all who trust in him. Isaiah cautions us as well. Isaiah says, They will be turned back and be utterly put to shame. That little G God will, will, will try to make embarrass you, men, and shame you and blame you when we trust in idols who say to molten images, You're my God. Let me give a example from the state of Mississippi. I know a pastor down in Mississippi area who is really struggling right now to serve the Lord. He's trying his best to present the Word of God. And the little congregation of about 30 or 40 people are not giving much to the church. They're not giving much to the church. They're not tithing right now. And the struggling pastor and his wife were struggling for health care and what it costs. They're not purchasing gas to put in his automobile. They're not taking care of the messenger of God. 
but they seemed to have plenty of time to go to a casino in Mississippi. There seems to be plenty of opportunities to spend the blessings that God has given us. And he, this pastor friend of mine said, it's amazing how they'll take pictures of themselves and the fun that they're having in the casinos of Mississippi, and they will post them on Facebook. But nothing for Jesus. Nothing for our Lord. That's, the, that's what happens when we make the world our God. You see, we become who or what our eyes men focus upon. You know what I'm talking about. If you look at TV and you keep looking at it, you'll become like the hero you see there. I don't know who your hero is, and, and that's okay. I thought I might take some time for you all to announce some heroes. But all of us have a kind of hero in our mind. And as we keep watching that television, we want to be like that TV hero. Perhaps there is a movie hero. Anything from Star Wars to who knows what can become a god so quickly and so easily. And I say this from not only personal experience, but hearing men share with me, even the internet, be cautious what your eyes see, because it will become your God. I remember hearing about the Facebook and how it becomes a God. It's designed like a casino where they have those slot machines that go around. I wonder what's next. I wonder what's next. I wonder what's next. I wonder what's next. And first thing you know, the devil's got you. He's trying to kill you. He's trying to destroy you. He wants to kill your children. He wants to kill your grandchildren. He wants to kill you and your family. That's what Jesus said Satan is out to do. Jesus said he's come to kill and steal and destroy and shame you, dads, and blame you. And he gets a kick out of that. And that really hurts, doesn't it? I've come to learn as a papa and a dad, I've come to learn that there's some little boy or girl is walking behind me and is watching me. I've come to learn that. And some say me and my son James are just about alike. And that's why we don't get along sometimes. Because we are so alike. So worship not as you leave this building. Be careful. Be cautious, men, dads. Worship not the prosperity around you. Secondly, for heaven's sake, worship not the preacher, the pastor, or the prophet. Oh, I like Pastor Tom. I like this preacher. I like that preacher. My feet, Apostle Paul said, are made of clay. Made of clay. Don't be like me. Please don't be like me. And dads, don't compare yourself to anybody, anybody, except our Jesus, our Lord, and our Savior. And know that he has grace 
when we mess up. He has mercy for all of us dads because I mess up every day. I mess up every day. Worship not the preacher. I'll be honest with you, some of the most arrogant, some of the most pharisaic preachers of people of God are the preachers. And they're under a lot of stress. They're under a lot of struggle. But that gives me no right. Gives me no right to be arrogant. Gives me every reason in the world to remain humble and obedient unto the Lord that called me. And so I pray, Lord, Lord, may my motivation today be to serve you alone, my creator. Thirdly, worship not the politician out there that wants to lead you. Politicians make a lot of promises to gain votes. And as the prophet warned David, I hope you can warn your politician that you will not worship him or make a her or a god out of them. That happens so easily as we go out from here today. We can depend upon our politicians more sometimes than we can depend upon Jesus who told me at the age of 16 from Matthew 6, to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his holiness or righteousness and everything else that the world is worrying about He'll take care of it. So dads, my encouragement to you today, be cautious. Cautious about what you see, who, who or what you worship, or what you consume. Yeah, be cautious about what you put into your body. Be cautious. The next point of this three-hour sermon is point number two. Let's get it on the board. Dads, be courageous. I came today to encourage you to just be courageous. There are some things that you can do with your family today that God would be honored. And I'm learning a phrase from this boy, Austin, down here, Medley, who we humorously call Austin Powers. I apologize for getting that mixed up from the pulpit, Austin. He's a fine, fine, fine young man. Something I'm learning is let's be a God-honoring man. Let's be a God-honoring dad in our home. Let's be God-honoring parents in our home. What do we mean by that? Well, I got three P's going here. Us preachers, we like our alliteration. And I got three for you. Number one, pray. Pray. Pray with and pray over your family. Man, you can do this. Pray with and pray over your family. God gave you that special spouse that you have 
and God gave you those special children, how do you handle that responsibility from God? While I was crafting this sermon last night, one of the Domino Pizza delivery cars delivered a pizza right here in uh, Ekron. And I recall a sweet young couple when we were in Leesville, Louisiana. During the Thanksgiving holidays, they brought in people off the street that didn't have a place to call home. That's Fort Polk, Louisiana. Some of y'all know where that is. And I remember well how that sweet little couple, brand new Christians, wanted to feed folks that didn't have a place to spend Christmas. And when, when we got there, Miss Linda and I got there, uh, she had some pizza, and she wanted to pray, and this is the prayer that she prayed. She said, Lord, bless this pizza. We are about to eat some. That's exactly what she said. Now, dads, you have been trained in the Lord's Prayer today. I just want to encourage you to take one bold step today around the dinner table, the lunch table, or whatever it is. And it don't matter who's listening or watching. I've come to learn it don't matter. Let's whisper a blessing for this meal. And let's pray together the Lord's Prayer. I had that opportunity this week on the seventh floor of the University of Louisville Hospital to pray with Miss Betty Brown, Richard's mom. As I leaned over on her bed and saw her sweet, darling face, y'all know Miss Betty Brown, you know how precious she is to this congregation. She didn't quite recognize me, and I said, do you know who I am? And she couldn't quite do that. By the way, Bill, I can't hear, she can't hear, and I'm doing it like this. And there's a plate right here, and I said, I see you're eating lunch. She said, I eat all the time. And I'm trying to lean over, and boy, that roast beef's coming up into my nose. It was pretty good food. They were doing it a lot better down there at U of L. And I said, Miss Betty, I'm your pastor from Ekron Baptist Church. She kind of hesitated for a minute. And I said, do you remember anybody, can you name a name, at Ekron Baptist Church? Bonnie, where are you? Bonnie, not that Bonnie, the other Bonnie. The Bonnie we just dedicated to. There you go, right over there, sitting right over there. The first name she mentioned without hesitation was Tommy Story. You pass that back to Tommy for me, will you? And the second old cooter around here, do you have any advice, any idea who he was? <laughs> Bill Wood, sitting right over there. Ah, you old coot. Aren't you glad he doesn't have the cooties, whatever the heck that is? And if I'm lying, I'm dying. I leaned over like this, and there's a curtain behind me and a patient next door, but it doesn't matter because this is our precious 
Aunt Betty, this is our precious child of God. This is Richard's mom, okay? This is personal stuff. I said, Aunt, Aunt Betty, uh, can I pray with you? And I put my hand on her shoulder, touched her softly like this. And Richard, this is the very truth. I began to pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven. She prayed it along with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. She began to fade a little bit at that point. And she said, and I continue, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. And she kind of kept up with me. Now I've got my eyes open because I'm watching and I can't hear a thing. And she's kind of mouthing with me the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can we give praise to God in the house of the Lord right now? Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Now, I say that little story. Oh, by the way, I said, do you have any children? Richard! She said it that quick, Richard. She really hasn't forgotten you. We love you. We love your mama. We love your family. I'll tell that little story because as you pray the Lord's Prayer with your family, it's going to be in here and here till we all go to be with Jesus. Dads, let me uh, encourage you to step forward and look up God's story in um, uh, YouTube, on YouTube. God's story. Write that down. God's story. That comes from a church in Lexington called Community Church that Kentucky Baptists have served in. I've been there myself. That comes from a church in Florence. And uh, there's nothing like watching God's story videos. There's 132 of those quick videos. Some, go ahead and take a picture right now. Go ahead and do it. Those are awesome. And we did that with our little preschool. If you've got a preschooler in your house, you take your phone, turn it sideways, and I've come to learn that their brain is like a sponge. And before they go to bed at night, you just go watch that little video of God's story. You can pick out anyone you want, and they will remember it the rest of your life. The Word of God says so. When God's Word is put in our heart, whether it be a preschooler or a child, particularly preschoolers, the Bible says it will never, ever leave them. Another source that I trust is called Saddleback Kids. <clears throat> Saddleback Kids. I think Kentucky does it better than California churches, but I trust, I trust, I don't care what you heard about the convention, I trust, I trust that resource. And it's, it's awesome. So get your preschooler. Watch that Bible story, and I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something else it'll do. Or what I discovered. 
it's a great review of that Bible story for me too. It really is. So play some videos with your preschoolers. And then lastly, dads, let's prepare our hearts to receive the grace of God each day. There are all kinds of internet apps that will speak God's word in your vehicle, on your cell phone, or whatever. Let's get those Bible verses, Dad. Uh, you can do this. Let's be courageous. You boys, you men, you can do this. Let's put those Bible verses in our heart. Let's put those Bible verses in our, in our, in, in our soul. And lastly, let's be intentional about our walk with Jesus Today. Stepping forward simply means that I want to be intentional. See there, I intended to walk down this step. I intended to do that. That's what intentional means about it. One way to be intentional is when you get up in the morning and you put your feet on the floor, for about a minute or two you can talk to the Lord as you start your day. That's what being intentional is all about. Glad you're here today. Let's bow our heads together in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit that draws us to you. We thank you that Miss Betty Curry is here in the house of the Lord too. There's so many Bettys in our church, Lord. And God, you spared her life, ain't our Aunt Betty Curry. All the blessings the Lord hath wrought for us on this day is greater than we can proclaim or announce or measure. Your steadfast love that you want us to know, Bible says, is really deeper, longer, higher, and wider than we can possibly know. Oh, you are awesome and wonderful God who gives us grace for today and mercy that we can go forward and be the man of God, the godly man that you want dads to be. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to the Sunday morning worship service of the Ekron Baptist Church. You, too, can accept the eternal life offered by Jesus Christ. First, admit that you are a sinner. Then believe that Jesus Christ can forgive you of your sins and ask Him to come into your heart and change your life. Then confess your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. If you've made this decision today, write to us at the Ekron Baptist Church, 2775 Hayesville Road, Ekron, Kentucky, 40117. If you're looking for a church home, we invite you to be a part of our growing family with programs and Bible studies for all ages. Join us next Sunday at 11 a.m. for morning worship from the Ekron Baptist Church. Until that time, may God bless.